Last time on Improv Tabletop, after having made it across the debris dunes to the launching pad of the rocket, our heroes snuck inside. They drilled a hole into the cargo bay where they met Emberglow, a transformer who is apparently an old acquaintance of Scorchguards, who has been working in the cargo bay of the ship that's been shuttling transformers on and off planet. While they were speaking with Emberglow, they got a visit from Master Phillips, a human who is apparently running this rocket ship. All of our heroes hid in the various cargo crates so they wouldn't be seen, and while they were hidden, Master Phillips gave a big old spiel, a very cryptic spiel, about some weird stuff going on with this rocket. After he departed, they spoke to Searzy, the computer's artificial intelligence, and discovered that all of the Transformers who are being sent to Earth are going there to enter the fighting pits that Master Phillips is in charge of. He has been working in tandem with Megatron to put together these fighting pits in hopes of ridding the world of all of the Autobots by having them destroy each other. And so with this terrible news weighing on their central processing units, they finally made it to Earth and discovered that the entire place has become a blasted wasteland in the wake of a nuclear apocalypse. They saw rivers and geysers of oil spewing all over the place. They saw wrecked cities and they saw a massive coliseum with hordes of transformers and humans moving towards it. What's going to happen now that our heroes have arrived on Earth? Let's find out here in the world of Transformer Rejects. What's shaking, everybody? You're listening to Improv Tabletop, the Fate RPG actual play where we make up everything on the spot. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and today I'm joined by... Christian Randall, curious. That's it, just just curious. <laughs> Thomas, ready to roll out. Evan Peterson, and I'm ready to rumble. baby. Yeah, we got fighting ahead of us. Uh, maybe a more traditional-ish sort of wrestling experience for Evan to add some of his expertise to. Thanks. Not that a celebrity punch-out isn't a traditional wrestling experience. <laughs> Taika's Fun Punch Club is not too dissimilar from some Japanese wrestling promotions. I say that sincerely. <laughs> you know, we, we recently put out a poll on our Instagram story to get a sense of what's everybody's favorite campaign that we've done. And somebody actually voted for Taika's Fun Punch Club, <laughs> and that blew my mind. <laughs> but we're not here to reflect upon some of the stranger things we've done on this show. Uh, we're here to reflect upon some different really strange things that we've done on this show. If that makes sense, yeah. I think, okay, let's get into this episode. <laughs> here we are on planet Earth. There's a Colosseum in there. Optimus Prime is probably in there with Bumblebee and... Uh, all of the other Transformers, <laughs> the other Autobots. <laughs> and so you see the massive streams of robots and humans weaving and wending their way into the Colosseum. What is your uh, approach tactic going to look like here? I think we should go kill Megatron. That should be our approach. I like where you're at, Free Spin, but he's got to be heavily guarded by all of his Decepticons. Then we kill them too. I think for once, we got to get close to him so that even if we die trying to kill Megatron, we can guarantee kill him rather than just get ourselves killed in the process. 
What do you say, Emberglow? Emberglow is looking around at a flaming spout of oil that's just shooting right up out of the ground next to her. This is all a little bit above my pay grade, but I like the idea of saving Optimus Prime and all the other good guys, so whatever it takes, I'm in! <laughs> and feebly raises a thumbs up and you see a flame shoot out of the thumb. <laughs> Let's go sign up for the next fight. I start running across the land. Yeah, you begin heading towards the Coliseum, and you see that most of these large wending lines are working their way into the audience entrances, these big, wide concourses where they can fit tons and tons of people through. And then there is a very small line off to the side that says signups. Um, while we're walking, can I kind of hang back and uh, work my way over to Scorchguard a little ways away? Scorchguard has Freespin always been so gun-ho about killing other robots. No, now that you think about it, Freespin is very against killing other robots. I just thought it was because they were so fragile and they didn't have any weapons or mechanical parts to them whatsoever. <laughs> I suppose that makes sense, but I don't think their mother would approve. That's right. And I look over to Freespin with my eyes narrowing, taking after Lockfire, narrowing my eyes to slits. I'm not sure she would. I'm just going to pick up a rock and chip off some pieces and hold it up. Hello, mother. The uh, focus shifts, and in the background, we're both standing there, squinting eyes, staring at him. <laughs> and Emberglow begins leading the way off towards the line that says, sign up here. There are currently only two robots who are in the line at the moment. They have some clipboards, and they're scribbling on them. One of them you see is a speaking spell. Wait, is, please describe that to me. I have a guess, but I'm, I think I'm wrong. It's like in Toy Story, right? Yeah, Mr. Spell, the one where you type in words and it speaks them for you. Oh, okay, okay. I'm on the same page now. <laughs> yeah, so you see this speaking spell and standing next to it is another very paternal looking robot. It looks down at the little speaking spell and says, all right, counterspell, we're getting in for the tag team, right? Counterspell. Uh, this little speaking spell named after counterspell culture on Twitter. That's amazing. And counterspell looks up and says, for sure, Andertron. Uh, this named after Caleb Anderton on Twitter. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> hey, Caleb. He shared the post, so he gets a character named after him. Andertron. <laughs> so Counterspell and Andertron are finalizing their applications, and they see you arriving, and Andertron says, Hey, welcome to the party. Looks like you're some misfits just like us. That's right. Misfits. We don't belong here. Uh, how do we get into this fight so we can uh, destroy some of these Decepticons? Ah, yeah. Well, you see, there's these little uh, dossiers here. Points over to a sort of just file cabinet that's bolted to the side of the Coliseum. There's a drawer that's open and there's a bunch of applications inside of there and kind of rifling through them. One of them is application to be ground up into food for the dogs. One of them is application to have all of your oil harvested to go into the geysers. And then eventually you get to the application to fight in the Coliseum. Real Hitchhiker's Guide vibes right now, man. <laughs> ah, thank you. I, I'm going to walk over and I'm going to like hop up, grab onto the drawer and pull myself up to like my stomach, grab my application, and then <clears throat> 
accidentally activate the blade and just like start shredding these other applications as I like fall down and out of the drawer. And Lockfire goes, oh no, Dagger, what are you? Oh, oh, goodness gracious, this is terrible. This is such a horrible accident. Oh no, now it looks like no one else will be able to sign up for these other great events. I would like to go over, did any, any applications to have your oil harvested survive? Roll a luck check. <sighs> Plus one. A single application survived. I'm going to eye the other two robots, and I'm going to fill out one for Andertron. All right. <laughs> While this is going on, I turn to Emberglow and go, Emberglow, I don't think you should join the fight. This isn't necessarily your fight, and I don't know what I would do with myself if I knew that you got hurt and I couldn't save you. All right, well, uh, maybe I can try and infiltrate behind the scenes and see if there's anything that I can do, like try and hack into any of the servers there. Uh, I brought Searzy with me. And she pulls out a little Tamagotchi, and you see Searzy's face is on the front of it. <laughs> well, I'm sure that'll be really helpful. And by this point, you've managed to fill out your paperwork, and there's a little slot, kind of like a dollar bill intake on a vending machine. I had Lockfire fill out my application, because I cannot write. And I said, Lockfire. <laughs> Lockfire, don't put yourself on the application. I'll use you as a secret weapon if I absolutely need to. You can blast people with your feedback. Ah, yes, of course. I have a scorching critique that not many people can take. <laughs> I walk up and before I just, I put my application in, I uh, look over at Scorchguard and just say, I hope we're not going to live to regret this, Scorchguard. Huh. I don't think we will. <laughs> and so your applications get sucked into this slot here. You see a little screen next to it. It starts beeping and flashing, and there's bings and bongs going on behind it. And you see Scorch Guard approved. Ding. Little green thumbs up. Free spin approved. Ding. Dagger approved. Ding. Uh, same thing happens for counter spell. And then eventually it gets to Andertron. There's a lot of beeps and boops going on. It sounds like it's confused by something and you see the thumbs up is like kind of switching between a green thumbs up a red thumbs down and a yellow thumbs sideways <laughs> like it's trying to figure out what it wants to do and then eventually there's a little ding with a green thumbs up and free spin you notice at the bottom like it's been listing out in very small letters what the application was that was approved roll a luck check for me actually so we can see which application was approved don't you dare a zero a zero oh my zero gosh zero even uh, you see it's glitching out. Like at some points, you're sure that it says for fighting in the Coliseum. And then it kind of glitches and it says oil harvesting. And it's just kind of flickering between those two. The letters are kind of like beeping and transforming between those two phrases. Dang human technology. I'm going to bop it on the side. And Andertron goes, I'm glad that I got approved. Hopefully we don't have to fight against you guys because you look mighty capable. Isn't that right, Counterspell? And Counterspell goes, I could take them down in an instant. And <laughs> Now that your applications have been approved, you feel the ground shaking beneath you and the platform that you're standing on begins to lower down. Oh no, Emberglow! <laughs> yeah, you can see Emberglow reaches down towards you and she's like, wait, Scorchguard, I didn't think you would be leaving so soon. Um, I, I, I hope you do all right. Thanks, Emberglow. I'll catch up with you afterwards. And I turn away and a single oil tear falls from my eye. Scorchguard, you may only have one chance. You should tell her how you feel. But I just... What if I don't come back from this? What? That's all what? the more reason you should. And I quickly turn up as she's now like 30 feet away and go, Emberglow, I think you're- Clang, a door closes across the top of the pit that you're inside of. <laughs> <sighs> 
Well, I guess that made my decision for me. That is wildly disappointing. (laughs) (laughs) And you hear a hissing noise as the doors open kind of in the side of the wall where you've ended up. And you see that it leads to a hall that has multiple branches leading off of it. There are a couple of smaller robots in here. There is a popcorn popper. There is a toaster oven. And there is a... What's the name of like the little toy cars that actually move? RC cars? RC car? No, it's... Uh, Power wheels, where it's like a car that a child can sit inside of and it actually like moves around. Oh, yeah, like a miniature car that children can drive. Like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Power wheels, ride-ons by Mattel. Wow, Mm -hmm. that's totally a thing. Pow, pow, (laughs) power wheels. Oh, we're in a different tax bracket, I see. I knew what the toys were. I just, uh, I never had heard them called that. Yeah, I'm getting vague memories of an old commercial on a VHS recorded tape. Nice. (laughs) But yeah, so these three come up and they're getting ready to escort you down your proper tunnels. They're reviewing the paperwork and the popcorn popper goes, looks to me like you'll be going down this one. You're fighting in the Coliseum and points down one of the different branches of the hallway. And as you approach, uh, as Andertron tries to cross the line, there is a red light that flashes and a little siren that blares. And the toaster oven comes up and says, this one's paperwork is all jacked up. He's supposed to go into both areas. And the power wheel says, I can take care of that. And pulls out a chainsaw and just saws Andertron in half. <laughs> Andertron goes, oh, wow, this is not what I was expecting. Counterspell, can you uh, give me a little bit of support here? And leans what? on Counterspell with his one hand. And uh, one half of him starts inching its way down the hallway that is leading to the oil harvesting plant. And the other one is walking with you guys towards the Coliseum. And he goes, that was a dirty trick. I see somebody has already taken a pretty big heel turn. <laughs> I, I look to Dagger and I go, I have to imagine that they'd be easily defeatable now, but I don't want to defeat a comrade. Are we going to be fighting Decepticons or what? This place is as horrible as we could have ever imagined. I just hope we make it out of here in one piece. Sorry, was that, did he hear that? I don't, I don't want to offend him. <laughs> None offense taken, friend. Foreshadowing. Don't you dare dismember me again, Ned. <laughs> I make no promises. Anyway, you guys finally make it to the end of this hallway and you hear cheering coming from this portcullis that you're standing behind and it begins to raise up and you find yourselves in the Coliseum itself down on the ground floor. You can see that there are hordes of people in the stands cheering. You guys are entering into kind of this corral-like area almost. There are a whole bunch of them around the perimeter of the Coliseum and in the center you see a large platform where people are duking it out two robots on there uh one of them gains the upper hand and takes the head of the robot that it was fighting lifts it up into the air and then just spikes it like a basketball and starts doing the running man (laughs) there wasn't a human shadow boxing in that fight was there roll a luck check (laughs) oh negative three no hugh jackman for me no hugh jackman here so yeah you're looking around seems like it's not going to be too long before you guys have to go in there for a fight. The way that this is structured, eventually it's going to get to um, Evan, if you could jog my memory. What's the name of the event where they have this briefcase that's hung from the ceiling? Money in the bank. Possibly TM by WWE just to cover our legal grounds. But yeah. (laughs) Or you could just call it a ladder match. Yeah, so there are these screens all over the place. There's jumbotrons up in the stands. And then 
down in the corrals where you are, there are smaller screens. Is Jumbotron a Decepticon? Uh, that is the name of a large TV screen. <laughs> ah, the more you know. <laughs> yes. I don't do sports. I think that's a sports thing. It's an arena thing in general, but also it's a really good... I, I feel like you might have just seen through like a secret Ned was planning for later, because that's a really good name. <laughs> so all of these TVs are actually robots, it turns out. Ah. And the little TV in your corral comes scuttling up and jumps up and hangs onto there's like a chain link fence and the TV lights up and you see the face of Megatron as it addresses the crowd. I immediately pull out a sword. <laughs> and he says, all right, ladies and germs, you're here for the fight of a century. I have managed to secure the greatest treasure known to all beings throughout the universe, the AllSpark Cube itself. <laughs> and he holds up the AllSpark and you see it shining. And he says, I stole it from the cold clutches of my greatest enemy, Optimus Prime. And the camera pans over a little bit and you see Optimus Prime's body is like shackled up to a wall and his head is on a little platter next to it. Optimus! And Optimus turns towards the camera and says, don't worry, I'm still alive. We can make it through this. <laughs> and Megatron says, I've had enough of your blabbering. And he grabs a bottle and just chucks it at Optimus's head and it hits him on the side. And he says, the AllSpark Cube itself, the treasure, the prize that is going to the winner of this tournament. I'm going to put it in this briefcase here. And we're going to suspend it above the arena. We're going to have a ladder match for the AllSpark Cube. This makes complete sense. <laughs> And Megatron says, we just have a couple of rounds left before we get to the finals, but we do have some new entrants. Everybody wave to the little insects down in the corrals. And you see on your screen, there's like an aerial shot that is showing you guys down there in that corral. You hear the audience jeering and hissing at you. And he says, we're going to start with this half-baked Autobot over here and points at Andertron and Counterspell <laughs> and says, you're going to fight against my champion now, Fireball 20. Named after iCast Fireball 20 on Instagram, who also hey. shared that post. <laughs> and so you see this gigantic metallic dragon fly down from the sky and land in the arena. Yeah. And it breathes fire out of one of its heads and lightning out of another and ice out of another, this five-headed dragon. It's gonna fight Tiamat? <laughs> Neck Tiamat? Okay, we're dead. <laughs> Andertron looks down at Counterspell and says, it's all right, we can can handle this. I'm going to do a quick roll for Andertron and Counterspell. Uh, they do not got this. <laughs> uh, we're going to just... They do not go. Yeah, we're just going to montage through that fight really quick. I just imagine like all five heads just unleash on them as soon as they say that, and then there's nothing there's in nothing. the way. <laughs> yep. Well, at least we have some consolation for Caldic Steelskin and Drawing Dragon that your death was not nearly as grisly as Caleb's was. <laughs> you know, Caleb's gotten to play the hero on this show enough times, so... Yeah. So, now that that is taken care of, the camera turns to the rest of you. Scorchguard, I'm not feeling so confident anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and Megatron says, All right, time for the final battle. These three nincompoops here against Fireball 20. The winner gets the AllSpark. While the previous fight was kind of happening, I'm just sharpening each of my fan blades.
blades, getting them as sharp as I possibly can. So the rules here are either retrieve the briefcase or kill your opponent. Sounds about right, yeah. Okay. There you go. And you feel the floor under you start moving. You're on like this moving sidewalk and the chain link fence opens up in front of you and starts leading you up to the arena where Fireball 20 is like doing victory laps around the arena, <laughs> like flexing, doing poses for the paparazzi. And finally, the conveyor belt stops as you land in the arena and Fireball 20 lands down in front of you and says in five voices at once, well, it's you against me. This is going to be a fun little warm-up exercise. I'd like to skitter forward, and I'm just going to, like, look up, and then look up, and then look up further, because I'm so tiny, and I'm going to say, join me. I will give you the all-spark. You could be a great ally. Roll a flashy check. Roll a betrayal <laughs> check. I knew it. That's a plus five. Oh, boy. Um... So Fireball 20 looks down at you. All five of those heads come in right up to you from all sides. And the red one in the center gives a little mechanical sniff and then turns up to the press box where Megatron is located and says, Master, this is one of us. No, we could have never seen that coming. <laughs> I look to Free Spin. Hurt. Free Spin, you have betrayed me. You betrayed all Autobots. I look back and I give a wink. I charge to free spin with my swords drawn. Oh, no. All right. We're going to enter into our exchange here, baby. <laughs> uh, obviously, we're going to start with Scorch Guard. What does your attack against free spin look like? Forceful. <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't understand winks. <laughs> He's just bull rushing in with all of the force that he can. I sure am. Uh, yeah, go ahead and roll to attack with forceful free spin. How would you like to defend? I would like to very cartoon style step back and like slip on my feet whoa, 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 and like fall onto my back so I fall underneath his swing. Hmm. It's not exactly careful or clever because it's an accident, uh, but it is kind of sneaky, I'll say. Uh, roll to defend with sneaky. Oh, my sneaky's not good. Yeah, so as I'm rushing on over, I've got both my blades out and jump through the air, coming straight down, double swords right into their tiny little legs and right through their blade with my flashy check. Oh my gosh, that's a plus seven. Wow. wow. <laughs> I rolled four pluses and I have a plus three to forceful. Oh man. So I will say, uh, Christian, your stress goes away at the beginning of every session, but your moderate consequence does not. Okie dokie, artichoke. Well, I got a zero. <laughs> you disappear as quickly as the other two. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um. I would like to take a severe consequence. And then that takes care of four of them. It takes care of six of them. Oh, then yeah, give me that severe consequence. I'll be whatever I need to be. All right. The severe consequence that I'm going to give you is Curse of the Betrayer. Ooh. You have the full ire of Scorchguard on you now, and you hear from up in the press box where Megatron is, well, you hear a voice coming from the side of Megatron, the voice of Optimus Prime saying, is that Scorchguard? <gasps> Scorchguard, <laughs> you made it. You came here. You're the one who's going to save us all, right? And you hear the audience at this gasp in shock. And there's murmuring where people are like, holy cow, Optimus likes this guy. Maybe he's actually going to win it. 
And so you have the audience's hatred upon you now, the curse of the betrayer. Oh man, this is not going well for me. And I just <laughs> scream at the top of my lungs. We were in it together, Freespin, and you're the one that betrayed us all. And who would you like to go next? Oh, um, I'll have, uh, I think, um, Tiamat. I'll have <laughs> Tiamat. Uh, them go next. <laughs> All right, Fireball 20 is going to take a turn. Yes, Fireball 20. <laughs> so Fireball 20 sees this massive hit that you just landed on free spin and goes, This will not do harming my new ally. And is going to rear back with the, let's say the green head and is getting ready to fire a big old poison breath at you. Fireball 20 is going to attack with Forceful. Just going in full brunt with this attack. How would you like to defend? Uh, I would like to defend with quick. I am going to pull both of my swords out as fast as I can, and just like a fan blade, sort of connect them in an X, and have the middle portion be like a makeshift handle, connect one of my hands to it, and point it towards the blast, and just have my arm rotate as fast as I can, like a fan, <laughs> to try to blow the poison away from me as fast as I can. Right on, yeah, roll to defend with quick. Here we go! Okay, that's a plus three. And Fireball 20 got a plus five. Okay, I will use my aspect transforming into prime and one of my fate points to... I add plus two or do I re-roll? Make it a tie. Just make it a tie. Yeah, I'll add plus two and succeed at a cost, right? Well, when you tie while attacking, the attacker doesn't do any damage, but does get a boost. Oh, yes. Yeah, I will make it a tie. So Fireball 20, you notice as he finishes blowing out this massive burst of poison is already like turning to the audience to bow and hears your fan still spinning and looks down with shock, but a certain amount of admiration as well and says ah it would be an honor to defeat someone like you and that is the exact name of the boost that fireball 20 is getting nice they can certainly try that's going to do it for fireball 20 we're going to pass it over to dagger all right i am still standing back eyes wide at how insane scorch card just went <laughs> One of my aspects is stuck in high gear, okay? And I'm like, I, I really should have held him back. And then I'm going to, um, I'm going to look around, see all the ladders surrounding the ring, look up at the briefcase, and just be like, all right, I need to end this. And I'm going to sprint for and try and climb as high as I can one of the necks of Fireball 20 to try and get up to its head. Yeah, go ahead and roll to overcome with quick. I think that's the first time I've rolled a natural blinks on the fate dice. So that's a plus three. Plus three, all right. So with that roll, I'll say that's good enough to get you to like the back of the skull of one of these dragon heads. Not quite high enough to like leap off and reach for the briefcase. And you're in maybe a bit of a vulnerable position here, but you've made a decent amount of progress. Uh, and I guess I'll give Freespin a chance to show <laughs> us what they've got. <laughs> All right, Freespin, what do you got? I sort of like shuffle on my back out from underneath the now very enraged Scorch Guard. And I just kind of touch my hand, my little hand, not my big spinny drill hand, my little hand to uh, T 
Tiamat. Uh, Fireball 20. Fireball 20. I like how we're all forgetting the name when it's literally Thomas's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I scooch back and I touch one of my little feet to Fireball 20 and I say, we can destroy Megatron and become better. Join with me. Roll to overcome with Flashy. If I ever needed a big one, this is it. So it's treason. I would like to use a free invoke of like Yellowstone, but stinkier. As I'm on the ground, I reach over to just some of the discarded oil that's everywhere, and I take a swig. I do a shot of oil to give myself some liquid courage. <laughs> yes, some of Andertron's oil that he left behind. On exactly. The- oh, no. Um, half of them went to go deplete his oil, and the other half is here. Boosting me. Oh, it's so sad. So I will invoke like Yellowstone, but stinkier, and I will spend a second one on I gotta ask mom first, and I'm gonna hold it up to uh, Fireball 20, and I'm gonna say, do it for mother. <laughs> All right. So I did it twice, so I get to add plus four to the roll. Mm-hmm. Christian's adding and not re-rolling twice? <laughs> <laughs> that is going to be a plus eight. Plus eight. Okay, I'm going to contest this with essentially Megatron's previous argument of like, hey, you're going to be loyal to me. You're going to fight for me and nobody else, right? Mm -hmm. Going to have Megatron roll with Forceful to see if he can put the fear of Cybertron into Fireball 20. That brings it up to a plus five. (gasps) However, I have some fate points of my own. So I'm going to spend one on the teeming masses because, you know, they've got a reputation to uphold. Megatron's in charge of this entire thing. And Fireball 20 is intimidated by all of these people who, you know, if he turns on Megatron, what are they going to do to him? Mm. And then I'm also going to spend one on the downfall of us all because when Megatron was making that argument, he just like shot a laser at an entire skyscraper and blew it up. (laughs) And so that's going to bring this up to a plus nine. All right. Okay. I have three fate points, correct? Correct. I will use one more. To reroll. To add two. (laughs) And I'm going to use the ability glass cannon. This is my one shot. I'm putting it all into this. If it fails, I go down. There's no way I can survive another hit from Scorchguard. The man is unstoppable. He is a force. He is prime reincarnated, even though prime's still alive, technically. You might say I'm ready and primed. Ooh. Primed and ready. Boo. (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) So yeah, I'm going to use glass cannon and push it to a 10. All right. So you say this to Fireball 20, and Fireball 20 pauses and kind of glances up at the press box and glances back at you and just gives you a five-eyed wink. That brings us to the end of the first round. I'm going to roll for something that's happening behind the scenes real quick. (gasps) Ember glow. As Fireball 20 gives you those five-eyed winks, two of the heads just deactivate and fall off Fireball 20's body. (gasps) Uh Uh-oh. Was I on one of those? (laughs) Roll a luck check. (laughs) I may have miscalculated. Do luck checks have modifiers? Nope. Then that's a zero. <gasps> yeah, you were on one of the ones that fell off. But the audience is shouting and clamoring. They're like, what on earth is happening? Fireball 20 just lost two heads. How could this have happened? Um, I'm going to pass it to Fireball 20. Okay, Fireball 20 is going to look down at you and says, 
I'm still going to put on a good show for everybody first. And turns towards Scorchguard and uh, is just so honored to defeat somebody like you and is going to leap up into the air and with two talons grabs the two heads that have fallen off and starts swinging them around. Oh my gosh! Yeah! And is going to try and just smash you with its own discarded heads. Going to attack with Flashy. How would you like to defend? I'm going to attack with Forceful. Every time one comes to me, I'm going to try and just bat it away or cut it in half or... I have both swords out now. I've unconnected them from the fan contraption and just try to cut them away with these massive, just double-handed attacks, trying to bat them away from me forcefully. All right, roll to defend with forceful. That's only a plus one. Ooh, since Fireball 20 has lost two of his heads, uh, is no longer quite as powerful, but still gets a plus four. Ooh, I'm going to definitely call upon my aspect stuck into high gear and call for a reroll here with one of my fate points, AKA, let's roll out. (laughs) A much better. That's a plus four. All right, so we're tied, but I am going to invoke that boost on honor to defeat somebody like you. Yeah. Bring it up to a plus six. No! (laughs) Dead. I'll take it. That is two stress against Scorchguard. That's going to do it for Fireball 20. Let's pass it over to Dagger, let's say. I'm laying on the ground, staring at the burnt orange sky above me, wondering how I ended up here. And then I snap back into it and I sit up and I'm like, okay, dragon's a bad idea. I'm gonna grab one of the ladders of the side, but I'm too small to actually collapse it and carry it. So I'm just gonna grab it near the feet and drag it uh, like (laughs) already set up and just drag it into the middle and try and climb it as quick as I can. I I just wanna end this because I don't know the dragon is trying to put on a show. Okay, I think to drag the ladder first is going to be forceful, I would say. Real loud. That's a minus one. (laughs) So I'm going to say you go to grab the leg. We're going to have you succeed at a serious cost, let's say. You (laughs) grab the leg of the ladder and start pulling it. Turns out you do have enough strength to collapse it, but it's off balance and it starts teetering down towards you. And before you can dodge out of the way, it lands on top of you and is going to deal. Don't do it too stressed to you. No, 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 no. <laughs> He's really not having a good fight. Ned, all of your limbs are intact. Don't worry. Uh, maybe I'm going to take that too stress in the form of a mild consequence. A mild consequence? Mild okay. consequence. Fine. Mild consequence. So the electric knives that I've seen, you can like take one of them out so you can clean between the blades. There's like this pin in the one that's affixed to the handle itself. And I'm going to say that as it lands on top, your secondary blade kind of pops out of that pin and is kind of flopping loose. So the consequence I'm going to give to you is scissors, but worse. (laughs) All right. And I guess I'm stuck under a ladder. So I'm I'm on my back, staring at the burnt orange sky, wondering how I got here. I believe that brings us to either Freespin or Scorchguard. Yeah, let's, I'm curious to see where Scorchguard's rampage takes him next. Oh no. Ned, can I use a stunt and an action or is using the stunt my action? Well, tell me what you got and we'll see. I realize that Fireball 20 is a very formidable foe and I finally have taken damage from them and I need to focus on them. 
but I still have my pal, Lockfire, and so I'd like to pop them out with my stunt and have them go over to free spin and start taking care of free spin in whatever way they deem fit. Oh no. All right. Oh no. So you like look down to that little panel in your shoulder where Lockfire hides and you're just like, have at him and Lockfire shoots like a bullet straight out of your shoulder. <laughs> it's like, you know, when you fire a shotgun, there's the big kick against your shoulder. <sighs> you feel that. Lockfire just goes spiraling through the air directly towards free spin. And uh, because this is a stunt, it needs to be special. So I'm going to say this is going to be essentially an armor piercing attack. It's just going to do this many stress to you upon impact. So gonna attack with quick. It's only a plus one currently. I am going to give Lockfire the free invoke on the downfall of us all. <laughs> Lockfire is spiraling through the air. And it's just like, free spin, I knew you would be the downfall of us all. He's going to reroll that. Much better. That's five. Oh. Five stress. Oh. Um, I'm, I'm taking the five stress as it is, but I would like to just defend by raising my own drill and spinning in the opposite direction that Lockfire is spinning, and he's just going to tear apart my drill. Mm. So bit by bit, the fins of the drill go flaking off until you've just got this central pole that is spinning on the end of your arm. I can see the Michael Bay shot of it just slowly being <laughs> yeah. eviscerated on camera. Just... <laughs> <laughs> the metal just being broken. And there's fire for some reason, even though there's no reason for it. Exactly. Absolutely. Explosion, fire, and Megan Fox is in the background somewhere. Okay. <laughs> I guess that does it for Scorch Guard. Yep. That was my stunt. So I pass it off to free spin now. <laughs> and in that flashy defense, I am going to sort of just lie on the ground. And even though I don't need to, I'm going to be like, <gasps> like panting heavily. And I am going to turn to Dagger and say, Dagger, if you join with me, I will open a bakery and you can cut all the bread your servos desire. So is that my turn? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, visible confusion. Um, I don't have any visible reaction. I'm still just laying on the ground. Yeah, I would like to use my stunt as well. My mind is racing. I'm trying to figure something out. And this little voice in the back of my head tells me, he likes bread. And that's why I, I tempt him with the bread. All right. Now, uh, PvP persuasion is always an interesting thing yeah. because it's the question of like, how much player agency do we give up to the dice? Uh, Evan, how do you think Dagger would feel about this offer? So essentially to make sure I understand this, you're asking me to join you in exchange for the bread. Or at least stop trying to actively kill me in exchange for the bread. I'm not trying to kill you at all. I'm trying to get the briefcase. <laughs> I mean, take it how you will. I said what I said and Dagger will react how Dagger reacts thematically appropriately to the character. All right. Uh, I've got something for when it's my turn then. Well, I'm going to pass it to you. It's the next round. Okay. All right. Well, real quick, I'm going to roll for one other behind the scenes thing that's going oh. on. Right. <laughs> There's things happening off screen and Michael Bay's not cutting to it because it's not explosions. All right. One more of Fireball 20's heads pops off. What is happening? Uh, all right. So I hear this offer and I stop and I think about it and I kind of push the ladder off of me and I stand up and uh, I say... You know, back in the good old days, I might have taken an offer like that. 
and I'm going to stumble over to the half of Andertron's body that's on the ground leaking oil, and I'm going to take the loose blade and pull it out of the socket, stand on top of his body, and strike it to cause sparks to light the oil on fire and try and ride the explosion up to the briefcase. (laughs) Yes, that is is it. That is it. We have found gold. (laughs) That is very Michael Bay. Roll to overcome with flash. Yes. And I'm going to give you a fake point for that because that is Bayhem right there. (laughs) My dice did not agree with my role play. Oh, no. Uh, Can I invoke my high concept cut like a butter knife to re-roll it? Because I'm cutting at his body with my blade. Cuts like a butter knife, uh, which means it would make lots of sparks and not actually do any damage. (laughs) Go for it. I rolled a minus three. That's bad. Ah, I rolled a minus two. (laughs) Use another fate point. Use another fate point. Uh, Bayhem. Since I did my line about the good old days, can I invoke my additional aspect to re-roll again using another fate point? Really has a lot to say about the good old days. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> Plus four. There we nice. go. There we go. That's what's up. <laughs> so Andertron's lifeblood, his martyrdom, his sacrifice allows you to propel yourself up to the briefcase. As he's flying through the air, I'd like to just look at him and with a single oily tear, I go... He's rolling out. (laughs) (laughs) You go flying up to the briefcase and you land on top of it and your blade strikes against the chain that's suspending it from the ceiling and slices through it like butter. (laughs) And you ride the briefcase down to the ground and it pops open and you land in the soft cushioned interior where lies the Allspark Cube itself. All right, I'm going to look over at Scorchguard and just kind of go, Scorchguard, take it, and throw it over to you. Literally throwing the Allspark cube to me? Uh, Just calling to you to let you know I got it and it's over here. (laughs) okay. (laughs) I see the Allspark cube pulsing and gyrating and shifting um, with its magnificent power, and I run over to it. And as I grab it, I immediately just turn around as fast as I can and chuck it in the air towards Optimus Prime. Yeah. (laughs) Hoping that it will fuse him together and give him the strength he needs. Um, As I do, I'd like to, all of the extra parts that I've been housing in like my legs and compartments, I'd like them to, as I'm running, have them like start boosting me up and like transforming me again. And so they like give me a little bit more more height. They give me a little bit more girth. My arm is a little bit longer, and um, as these gears are transforming as I reach to the Allspark Cube, so I have just that much more oomph as I toss it over to my idol. Yeah, and I imagine you've got like your fan blades on the back of your hand spinning as fast as they can to <laughs> propel it even further. Absolutely. Like there's just a jet of flame <laughs> coming out the back of the fan. Naturally. Yeah, roll to overcome with forceful. That's a plus seven. Yes! I rolled a four pluses again. 
you throw the all spark. It goes spiraling through the air, going right towards Optimus Prime's head. He sees it coming towards him and he's like, yes, Scorch Guard, you did it. You, wait a second, oh, that's coming really fast. And it just smacks him right in the face and propels <laughs> his head backwards into his body. There's this <laughs> kind of ripple of energy as his entire body begins to reform itself. He pulls himself free from the wall and looks towards Megatron and says, I think we're through here, and rushes towards Megatron with a mighty blow. I'm going to roll for Optimus Prime, who gets a plus six to attack Megatron. Going to roll for Megatron's defense, gets a plus four, (gasps) and I'm going to roll for something behind the scenes real quick. (gasps) And you see from the back corner of the press box, a radiator comes wheeling out with a little (laughs) Tamagotchi on top of it, and Ember Glow says, All right, Searsy, we hacked the heads. Let's hack Megatron's legs. And you see, as Megatron is about to dodge, both of his legs pop off, (laughs) and Megatron (laughs) looks down, just floating in midair for a moment, like, what on earth just... And then Optimus Prime smacks him as hard as he can with his sword, and it's like a final smash in Super Smash Brothers. There's that little pause as there's the explosion, and Megatron just goes shooting off into the distance through the air over the ruined cityscapes, and you hear a big voice shout out, Game! <laughs> a little star twinkles. <laughs> I, ru- I run over to uh, Freespin. Why'd you do it, Freespin? Why'd you betray us? I did it for the lols. No. <laughs> Not Evan. No. No. Not like this. No. <laughs> and I reach down and I pick up my most recent mother and I say, her name is lols. And I, I'll reach down and take mother from you. I, I look down and I say, uh, I'll take good care of her. And Ned, I'd like to use my stunt, the perfect slice, to sever his power cord to his battery. <laughs> and with one final slashing noise, free spin idles to a stop. And the audience cheers uproariously. Uh, and I suppose I'll go reconvene with Scorchguard and Optimus Prime. I'll go watch. I'm not going to talk to Scorchguard. He's meeting his idol. <laughs> um, is Fireball 20 still up and at him? Fireball 20, noticing that Megatron got blasted off into the distance, just took to the air and started flying as fast as he could away from this place. I walk up to Optimus Prime. Optimus, we came to help out. And it seems that we couldn't help before the world descended into chaos. I'm sorry you were tricked by Megatron. I'm sorry as well, but these things happen sometimes even to the best of heroes. And though we were not able to save this world before it descended into chaos, and he holds out his hand with the Allspark cube inside of it, perhaps we could build a new world. I look up to Optimus and I just salute him with my right hand. I'll follow you to any world, Optimus. And I go, oh, why not? Me too. (laughs) And Optimus holds the AllSpark cube out towards you, and he says, I could activate it myself, but I think it's your job because you know what? You've got the touch. (laughs) And that is where we're going to conclude our story in the world of Transformer Rejects. You got the touch! You You got got the power! 
the whole campaign was just leading up to a reference to the touch. Yeah, <laughs> we ended how we started. Yeah, and we all like jump and high five in the air with the all spark cube in between our hands and we just freeze frame. Oh man, it's so amazing. Oh, that was brilliant. This has been a riot and a half. Our first uh, full Han PVP battle. Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> Winks not being fully understood makes for confusing party lines. <laughs> I can't believe I rolled four pluses twice in the same session. That's crazy. One in 81 chance to even get that option a single time. Scorchguard does have the touch. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody, thanks so much for listening to Improv Tabletop, and we'll be back. Well, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about this in just a moment. We'll be back next time with more adventures in a brand new setting. If you want more, go ahead and subscribe. Maybe even give us a review. We would be as happy as a young Transformer reject who finally has his IELTS approval if you go ahead and give us a review on the podcatcher of your choice. Yes. We're also all over social media at Improv Tabletop. So if you'd like to suggest either a setting for us to play in or an aspect for one of our characters to use, you can tweet about us or comment on one of our posts using hashtag setting or hashtag aspect. Let's do a round of plugs. As always, we've got our sister podcast, iCast Fireball, with the handle iCastFireball20 on Instagram. Oh. Uh, Thomas, would you like to tell us about that podcast? iCast Fireball is an actual Play 5e D&D adventure where we go through the campaign Tyranny of Dragons. And yes, Tiamat may or may not be heavily influenced in that campaign, as you might have seen in this campaign here. I'm the DM with Ned as our player, and we have two other wonderful, fabulous players over there. It's a very fun if you like a long-standing, ongoing D&D campaign. Go and check us out. Right on, right on. We also have on the same channel our Avatar Legends campaign. It's just a lot of fun. I can I can only say it's awesome and it's fun and it's beautiful and I love it so many times before <laughs> I feel like, why aren't you just listening to me and listening to it by now? <laughs> but if you haven't, just please go do that. It would warm my heart, warm my soul so, so much. There may or may not be Pi Show involved. Ooh, there's lots of Pi Show involved. <laughs> in some pretty major ways. And also, regular pie. That is true. <laughs> Are there any shows? Shows of force. <laughs> hey, there we go. That's what's up. But yeah, the other thing that I would like to mention, not so much a plug per se, as it is just kind of an announcement. We have been running the show for 15 straight campaigns, and it's been a wonderful time. It's been a wild time. It's been a little bit of a tiring time. So for one month, we're going to be taking a little hiatus. Now, don't be panicking. Goodness knows I've experienced my fair share of podcasts saying, hey, we're just going a little hiatus, and then they never come back. That's not us. We're going to be gone for one month, and then we'll be back in August with a brand new setting just for you guys. We're just going to take a little bit of time to get a breather, to recoup a little bit because schedules are crazy around this time of year for some of us. But we will be back soon enough. Thank you all for your support. And uh, in the meantime, we've still got Avatar to go listen to. Hey, hey, we will not be pausing on that. That's going to keep on going as usual. Christian, is there anything that you would like to plug? Yes. My plug is just, if you've got someone out there who you know who's trying to live their dream, support them. You know, talk about it with other people. And on that note, uh, I am going to plug just one thing that my friend is doing. I've got a buddy from college. I think some of you guys know him. 
Harrison Prue. Yeah. He's currently studying in England, doing some acting stuff over there. And he is, he has a GoFundMe up right now. He is purchasing an ambulance and he is going to drive it to Ukraine. So if you want to go ahead and donate anything to that, or honestly just check him out anywhere and follow him. It's just called Ambulance for Ukraine by Harrison Prue, H-A-R-R-I-S-O-N. And then his last name is spelled P-R-O-U-L-X. That is my plug for this week. Yeah, Harrison, total boss, great performer, good director as well, and the guts to just drive an ambulance into a country that is currently experiencing a war is something else. So good on uh, our good old friend Harrison. Absolutely, yeah. Let's see, Thomas, is there anything that you would like to plug? Uh, just support each other as much as you can. Uh, go listen to some other uh, ImpTab campaigns, maybe for a second time if you're eagerly awaiting our next campaign. I would highly recommend My Sporn, but I may be a little bit biased there, but go give him a check out. Ned has done wonders for this podcast, getting it up off the ground, and he deserves all the listens and reviews he could possibly get. Oh, thank you, but it is a team effort, so we deserve all the and evan is there anything that you would like to plug uh yeah i'd like to plug this might sound odd at first but hear me out i'd like to plug getting to know your technology we are in an era of lots and lots of technology taking over our lives and uh, i work in it so maybe i'm just kind of nerding out here but it feels like the majority of people i interact with and there's nothing wrong with this but they interact with their technology at a very surface level they don't really understand how it's working under the hood or even what all its capabilities are and there are so many ways you can get different programs and things that will just improve your efficiency and whatever you're doing if you're a dm there's so many programs out there to become a more efficient dm to organize world building and things look for and keep an eye out for small open source projects there is so much software these days that no one even really knows about that is super high quality, super secure, and comes with none of the bloat or advertising associated with these huge software companies that is just free from passionate software developers working as a hobby and for fun in their spare time. Like honestly, if I'm looking for a program to do something on my computer, I will sometimes like type in program that does this open source. And I can usually find something that is honestly better, cheaper slash free compared to, you know, Microsoft trying to charge me 20 bucks a month for some software that does it half as well. So learn how your computer works and explore the possibilities and you'll find that there are ways that you can still use it to really improve your life and not give in to some of the fears that come with interacting with these big tech corporations and support small time software developers in the process. Yeah, a couple that come to mind that I will plug that I use. One is Kobold Fight Club. It's a free website for uh, building D&D 5e encounters. What was cool about that, the original person who made Kobold Fight Club had to stop doing it. So somebody else came in and took up the flag. It's now known as Kobold Plus Fight Club. That's at koboldplus.club. Uh, there's savage.us, which is kind of, it's a digital character sheet for Savage Worlds, kind of akin to a D&D Beyond. Uh, Evan, what's the Pathfinder 2e site? 
site that you discovered recently? Let me find it real quick. Yeah, there is a another kind of a, you know, for lack of a better word, it's the D&D Beyond of um, Pathfinder 2E. It's called Pathbuilder. That's what it is. And I was able to, when I made my first Pathfinder 2E character, it's a crunchier system. Took me like a couple hours. And then once I found this website, I was doing it in a few minutes. Um, I use Foundry Virtual Tabletop. There's hundreds of community-made modules for that that I use. There's just all kinds of great little, and you find these niche communities that are super supportive. There you go. We live in a beautiful world full of beautiful programmers. Well, everybody, thanks so much for joining us here in the world of Transformer Rejects. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and I've been joined by... Christian Randall, the Betrayer. Thomas, about to roll out with Optimus Prime. Uh, Evan Peterson, riding that explosion wave. Much love and stuff, everybody. We'll catch you next time on Improv Tabletop. pretty sure that thomas is legitimately asleep i can't tell if he froze or fell asleep there's no movement in frame so it's hard to know if he's not if he's frozen or not uh his connection was a little spotty earlier i can't tell is this gonna be like an after credits thing <laughs> well if we if he's not awake and we can't get him to say his name it's not gonna be <laughs> can he record it later and you can edit it in Okay. 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 He was frozen. Okay. He just disappeared. Okay. (laughs) At least least he didn't fall asleep at the end of that session. Can you imagine?